Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hello and welcome back to Sea Red UK, where quite simply, the Chicago Bulls sing. This podcast is part of the Fans First Sports Network, so wherever you're listening, rate, review, subscribe, helps us out and ensures you don't miss another episode. And if you're lucky enough to be looking at our beautiful faces on YouTube, make sure you subscribe, give us a thumbs up and leave some comments down below, because we do appreciate them. I'm Matt, and as usual, joined by Neil. How are we doing, Neil? Uh, I'm good. This should be the point at which I say that I'm well rested and I'm ready to go again. Um, however, even though I have been reasonably well rested, I feel worse for it. So bring back these two, three hour night sleeps and I should be good to, to, to keep rolling for the rest of the season. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. Uh, obviously, our last episode we did last Tuesday with Julia Poe, which if you haven't yeah. checked it out, go back, check it out. You know, brilliant guest. Absolutely. Which um, is worth a follow on Twitter if you don't already. Um, and then I think I finished work Wednesday. I had five days off over the weekend and back to it today. But like like you said, I'm I feel worse for it. It's uh, yeah. I mean, who said you need sleep? We're we're obviously just so trained now to live off <laughs> limited sleep that. The body goes into a state of flux if we if we try to feed it more sleep. So 
obviously since last week's episode, uh, Bulls played the last game before the break against Cavs, which obviously we lost. Um, not no point going over it too much because a lot's happened since then. Yeah. Too much sleep um, and not enough decent basketball. As we'll get on to with the All-Star game, which obviously, well, All-Star weekend, shall I say. Mm-hmm. Uh, obviously, we had that this weekend. We spoke a little bit about it on last week's episode. You asked if I was going to be watching it, and I said no. And, uh, yeah, that's how it went. I didn't watch it. <laughs> uh, didn't watch any of it. I've seen the little snippets on, like, Instagram, Twitter, stuff like that. And, yeah, I'm glad I didn't, one, set an alarm to get up to watch it, and two, watch any kind of replay, rerun, or anything like that. Because, yeah, in my opinion, it and plenty of other people's opinion, the whole weekend is just crap now. And yeah. Just not an enjoyable experience. Yeah, it's it's certainly not what it used to be. Um, the players don't seem to care about it anymore. It's just a weekend almost that it feels like they are going through the motions. They have to be there for promotion or whatever. But as for the pride of being selected and the opportunity to play the best of the best against the best of the best, that seems to be lost completely. Um it's a pity because I always enjoyed the All-Star Weekend um, and you could see it over the years, elements of it slowly breaking down. Um, I think the first one to kind of show its, it's <clears throat> signs of wearing thin on people was the, the uh, slam dunk competition. And now, unfortunately, that's trickled all the way through to the All-Star game, which has just become a, a free-for-all for showboating, no defence, you know, I heard someone expl- uh, describe it um, as being like two uh, layup drills, one at one end and one at the other end. You're just letting people go for whatever they want to go for at the other end. And it's, I mean, that's not what it was ever about. And it's boring, frankly, um, for the fans. And I would, I would expect it to be boring for the majority of the players too. I mean, it feels like they've just lost all sense of pride and it's just a big joke to them. Yeah, I mean, I imagine if you was there in person, then it's probably, well, from a fan's point of view, it's probably a, a fun weekend. Do you know what I mean? It's fun to mm. fun to watch, uh, you know, and I imagine it costs an absolute fortune to go, knowing I'm the sure. NBA and how heavily priced things are. Obviously... You know everything you've just said about the players not really sort of buying into it and stuff like that. Obviously, there was no Bulls representation there. The only Bulls representation was obviously we had Tim Sinclair and yeah. the is it the Elevators what they call them? Yeah. The the slam dunk team, which probably yeah. more enjoyable than the slam dunk contest. But, mm-hmm. You know, um, and obviously we did have Adama Sonogo playing in the G League. Uh, up next game or next up game, mm-hmm. whichever way around it is, he got four minutes, one rebound, one assist, and that was his weekend done. Um, you know, going back to the, obviously the NBA's main event, it seems to be the same in other sports as well. I mean, obviously, I don't follow American football 
but I've heard a lot of their fans saying whatever their version of it is is gone a bit stale. Mm-hmm. I know from watching the NHL that that's gone the same. I mean, the players buy into the NHL one a lot more. Um, you know, Conor McDavid, who's considered the best player, you know, he takes part in all of the events, the fastest skater, the skills competition, and he puts it in because he wins them. Um, you know, in terms of basketball or the NBA's All Star Game, they seem to have seem to be trying to make it a spectacle and an event rather than what it actually is. Do you know what I mean? It's meant to be a showcase of the best players in the league. Yeah. And they're not even taking it serious. I mean, you, you go through the skills competition from what I've seen, you know, Anthony Edwards, who, uh, yeah, who's meant to be obviously big up-and-coming star of the league. In the skills competition, he's shooting threes left-handed and missing all of them you know just because well he can <laughs> you know no other reason you know then the slam dunk contest players don't want to take part in it started by lebron you know set a president for it if yeah. they don't want to do it they don't have to be in it you know people wanted to see jamarant in it obviously they couldn't this year because of his injury but he's mm-hmm. come out and said i wouldn't be in it you know the three-point contest. All right, that's about as competitive as it gets because anybody could win it. Do you know what I mean? And I mean you know, the, the slam dunk contest now. It just looks like a leapfrog competition, yeah. doing the same dunks over and over. You know, and that to me is not a knock on the players. You know how how can you make it different now? I mean, how many All Star games has there been, or All Star weekends has there been with slam dunk contests in it? There's only so many ways you can slam a ball. There's only so many times you can leapfrog somebody. So many times you can... Do you know what I mean? And you're looking at the players who are in it now. Jalen Brown, when have you ever looked at him and gone, I'd like to see him in the slam dunk contest? I don't know, but because... did you see his air ball slam dunk? <laughs> one of his attempts? <laughs> you know, the one where he... Obviously, they had that special court in place didn't he and the one where he turned it he jumped over a chair or somebody sat on mm. a chair and then it turned into the celtics home court you know it looks good that whole yeah. thing but the the dunk itself was an in-game dunk you know that so it's yeah i i think a lot of it is the nba still trying to make it a spectacle and it's i think it's just run its course a little bit that part of it anyway the game mm. itself that's on the players absolutely 100 you know yeah. and this is why i mean i can't remember the last time we had a competitive all-star game mm. <laughs> probably was it kobe's last all-star game yeah, because he played every game like it meant something. Yeah, every yeah. game like it was a playoff. You know, and to me, that oh, this a little point I had on it was obviously the, <clears> the MVP <throat> trophy for the All Star Game is a Kobe Bryant award. Mm-hmm. To me, that's disrespectful now. Yeah, I agree. You know, you've got you know whoever you named it after, whether it was Kobe, Michael Jordan, 
even someone like Larry Bird, do you know what I mean? Obviously, mm -hmm. he had his little say on it before it. They wanted to win that game, and they played it like it was, you know, a game that they wanted to win. So to name the award after Kobe Bryant, and then you've got, I mean, who was it? Tatum won it last year. Uh, Dame won it this year. You know, Dame's winning it for taking three-point shots from the halfway line. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And that to me is just, yeah, it's disrespectful on Kobe's name having the award after him. I, I personally think. Um, and I'm in a question for you now. Do you consider these players to be all stars now? You know, is it something that you'd quite happily look at their resume and go, oh, he was an all star in 2024? Mm. And they'd be like, the thing, yeah, the thing is. As as the the weight of being an all star is lessened by the choice of the players that are in it, it, it takes that away from having any level of importance or carrying any weight, doesn't it? Really, because you know, back in the day, and not that many years ago, it's just degraded quite rapidly. But back back in 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 the days when it meant something to the players to win, not just to be selected, but to win the all star game. Um. It meant something to them, to us as fans, and we'd look at it and say, oh, he got all-star this year, he's had a great season, he deserves it, whatever. Whereas now a lot of the selection process is based on a popularity contest more so than actually what's been going on on the floor for the course of the season. Oh, yeah, they had a great season last year maybe, they get voted in this year. No, but it should be based on this season, how they're playing this season. And if certain superstars aren't having a good season, they shouldn't qualify as all-stars, regardless of superstar status. Do you know? And that's the whole thing. It should, it should mean that they continue to play to a certain level in order to qualify for the all-star game. Or else you're just not, you're simply not an all-star. Okay, you could still be a superstar, but they're not, mutually exclusive <clears throat> but they they are separated by a by a small margin by enough of a margin yeah and i mean ev everything about it is why i'm quite glad there was no bulls players there because i wouldn't want to see the likes of demar de rosen for example just running up and down the court while luca and joker are just playing hot potato with it down the middle and you know Luca tries to throw it up for himself and then misses the dunk and they're all laughing about it. And, you know, if I wanted to see that sort of stuff, I'd pay to go watch Harlem Globetrotters. You know right. what I mean? Because that, to me, that's what it's become now. It's become a joke. And, mm -hmm. you know, obviously we all said that we wanted Kobe to be there and blah, blah, blah. And, it, you know, Kobe, what Casey Johnson says about Kobe, that although he respects it and he respects the fact that if he was asked to do it, he'd, he'd go. He prefers the break and going home to see his family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I'm not trying to put words into Kobe's mouth or anything, but I I think that's fair enough. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. because he probably wouldn't see it as that much of an honour to be an all-star these days, just purely because the game is that much of a joke. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, it's good to see 
the stuff that goes on around the game. You know, the that when Joker did that, uh, not Joker, Luca did the, you know, said he was going to do that bounce shot. He'll get it in off yeah. bounce. You know, yeah. you want to see stuff like that. That's that's good to see. And the way him and Joker are having a laugh with each other, you know, pouring water on each other in interviews yeah. and like shooting at the same time. And, you know, that's good to see because you see a different side of players that don't, they're not normally teammates and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But with the actual game itself, you want it to be at least semi-competitive. You yeah. know, nearly fo- nearly 400 points is just... Ridiculous. Yeah. And even Adam Silver, you could see that he was pissed yeah. after it. Well, because he'd been promoting it as it was going to see start to see uh, an incline of competitiveness. Um, yeah. Seems to be the buzzword at the minute. And <laughs> when it wasn't, his presentation at the end and his little speech said it all. I mean, he's like, well done, you scored the most points, Do you know, as opposed yeah. to the winners of the All-Star game. Um, for, for me, that said volumes that he's not happy with the way it panned out. Yeah, and I, I kind of get it from the player's point of view. Do you know what I mean? We're, we're 27 games away now, or Bulls are anyway, from yeah. the end of the regular season. They don't want to be picking up an injury in an all-star game. Do you know what I mean? So, do they okay. move the weekend? So, answer me this. In your in your memory, how many major injuries can you remember being picked up in an all-star game? <laughs> yeah, well, that's when players were tough. And, <laughs> you know, <laughs> there's none of this load management bollocks and stuff then, was there? Do you know what I mean? They, they probably yeah. did pick up injuries. They just carried on playing through them. You know, it, it, yeah, it's it's like you say, it's 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 snowflake stuff, isn't it? Because yeah, the same argument comes up about playing for their country. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to go off playing for my country because you know I don't get paid to do that. I get paid by my um, regular club team, and I don't want to pick up an injury playing for my country when you know I should be healthy for playing for my club team, right? Yeah. But where's the pride gone? Yeah. There should be pride of, yeah, you know, to to coin a phrase of someone that we don't like to mention, but you have a certain name on your jersey and you you should be proud of what's written on your jersey, right? Yeah. And whether that's Chicago Bulls, whether that's Team USA, or whether that's All-Star East or West, you should be proud to be selected, to be honoured, to be named to these squads. And unfortunately, that seems to be lost and everybody cares about, oh, if I play X and X amount of extra games, I'm going to be tired. I'm going to be more likely to pick up injury and I don't want to. So therefore I'd rather, you know, say no to that. I'll decline that. Thanks very much. I'm going to go off and play my 82 game, game season, which they don't even, I mean, how many players play the 82 games anymore? Very, very few. So if you ask me, I think, I think somewhere along the lines the pride has been lost. And, you know, Stephen A. Smith, who I am not a fan of, and we were talking about this today before we we started recording, he had a bit of a rant, as is his one anyway, but he had a bit of a rant about um, the fact that he blames it and pins it all on LeBron because LeBron was the first megastar, superstar, whatever you want to call him, 
um, that came out and said, no, nah, I'm not doing that when it came to this land dunk competition, right? He also, no, nah, I'm not doing that, playing for Team USA. And this is a player that, look, whether we like it or not, he is this generation's Michael Jordan, right? So for all the newer players, all the younger players that didn't get to see the hardcore teams that played back in the 80s and the 90s and even the early 2000s, they've watched these types of players that have come along and the likes of LeBron saying, now that's below me. So now they're beginning to do the same thing. And that's where the culture's getting lost. So I'm not pinning it entirely on LeBron like Stephen A. Smith did, but he has a very good point that when players like that start to belittle it. example. Exactly. Exactly that. Yeah. I mean, there's couple more points that i'd noticed you see before it they announced that every player that was there was going to get a ring yes yeah i did you know you know you know my thoughts on participation trophies i do i do you know to me all right yeah for somebody like uh jalen brunson for example Mm -hmm. yeah that's something for him to look back on because chances are that's going to be the best thing he achieves potentially you know possibly a strong run in the playoffs or something like that but Mm -hmm. from a personal point of view for him that's probably yeah i'm not saying that he won't win the title ever but you know, but you shouldn't want a ring. The the being an all star should be pride enough. Yeah. In you know to have it on your resume. Do you know what I mean? And like I say, to me, I I, I don't look at these as all stars anymore. All right, they're some of the best players in the league. Some of the best players in the world, but it's a joke to call them an all star and. On LeBron, you know, the make out, oh yeah, it's his, was it his 20th All-Star? Yeah, impressive. But how many of them have actually been competitive? He played, mm-hmm. he didn't even play 14 minutes, or he played about 14 minutes in this one. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, that's just, to me, it's just a joke. And going back to what you were saying about, you know, players not playing the 82 games anymore, you've got um, Jalen Brown coming out saying about, um, that he thinks that 65 limit is too high, should be about 58. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, you get him paid to play, and he, he is getting paid more, more than anybody to play. And mm. he's basically you know, saying he don't want to play, yeah. <laughs> You know, it's just, yeah. It, but could, you, could you imagine turning around to your generation boss of, and, and saying, and saying to your players, boss? It's just sports stars in general. Because... Are you still with me? Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, you broke up a little bit there, but um, could you could you imagine saying to your boss, "Listen, I know I'm down for a sixty-hour week, but I'm going to do thirty-five, 
But you're still going to pay me for the full 60, yeah? Yeah, exactly. It, <laughs> be I know what. Packing. Yeah, exactly. You know, I could turn around to them and say, I'm the best driver in the company, so you will pay me it. And they'd still <laughs> turn around to me and say, you know where the fucking door is, get out. Exactly, <laughs> you know what exactly I mean? yeah. So, I know. Yeah. Um, have you got anything else on the All-Star shame or is uh, moving on? You know, there's a couple of little bits that I thought of as you were talking through them. Um, one of them to talk about the participation trophy of it all. You know, giving them rings for being participants in the All-Star game is, okay, I'm not even going to try and, 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 and make this sound pretty. It, it's a bloody joke is what it is. Because for a start, right, the whole point of the NBA and all American sports for that matter is to get your ring at the end of the season, right? Everybody yeah. plays for a ring. So as soon as you start handing out rings mid-season for all-star games or in-season tournaments or everything like that, okay, that's all lovely in that moment. But what you're actually doing is you're actually degrading the value of getting a ring at the end of the season. Mm. Do you know, that's the ultimate goal. You shouldn't get your ring unless you get to the ultimate goal. End of story. None of this midway crap, right? You get a ring for winning an NBA championship. End of story. Just a quick one to jump in. Yeah. How many rings does that make LeBron now? Technically, it will make him six, doesn't it? Same as Michael yeah. Jordan. So do you, you think go. that there's uh, do you think there's something in that? <laughs> yeah, probably not, but there is for me, you know. Yeah, me too. But do you know yeah. what? As far as I'm concerned, one of them was a Mickey Mouse ring, one of them was an in-game tournament ring or in-season tournament ring, and one of them's an all-star ring. So if there's three of them, two and a half of them at least that don't count. Exactly. Uh, anyway, I'll get I have to give him the Mickey Mouse <laughs> one, I suppose, but begrudgingly. Well, yeah. So that was that. About that as well. Yeah, exactly. And I wouldn't want to take it away from Alex. <laughs> but so that's that aside, that was one point. The other point I was thinking of was from right back from the beginning of what we were saying was um, when you, we said that the Bulls representation was Sonogo and the elevators. We did also have representation with Benny. Oh, yeah. And we also had representation with Bria Janelle, who was there as well. So we did we did have Bulls representation just you know, very, very little of it was actually on the floor. Yeah, I oh, none, really. Huh? Cause none, because Sonogo was well, not even at that arena, so. True, well, true, yeah. It was a little, <laughs> who said it, it looked like it was easy that said he looked yeah. like he was playing in the airport? <laughs> yeah, Shout out put, to easy, by the way. Yeah, because didn't they put some sort of a court in, in the airport to sort of promote the, yeah, so. Probably, yeah. Well, I get it. You know, my final sort of take on it is the NBA are trying to do what they can, but it's the players have got to buy into it. They do. They do. And look, I mean, the only thing I came, kind of came up with when I was going over ideas and stuff with people on Twitter and um, Horns Over Hoops put out an idea and shout out to the boys there um, saying that, uh, I can't even remember exactly what they suggested now, but they suggested that it was like you get a buy into the Eastern Conference or the Western Conference finals, whoever wins, or not finals, but into the into the uh, seeding, should I say. So you gain first place seeding um, 
by winning east or west you know whichever but the the concerns i would have with that are then you're taken away from winning the regular season and it's already enough of a battle to get people to buy into playing a full regular season at top level so you take that away and they're going to be like well we don't have to try in the regular season all we need to do is turn it on during all-star game and we'll you know we'll work it out that way but i'm not sure how that's going to work um but the only thing that i kind of came up with um when i was shooting the breeze with a few people i think it was mo bankston actually i was talking to when we, when we were talking about this is potentially some sort of a charity prize because i know there's this talk of pain and money but to be honest i think even half of them would be like well i'm worth more money than this guy and this guy's worth more money than this mm. person and it, that could get very messy so if there was a charity prize fund you know a big a big pocket now of money maybe 500,000 or something like that to go to a charity of their choice that could very well be incentive for a lot of the players to to buy in a bit more but i also think they need to do something rather than just scoring they need to introduce some sort of an incentive to keep the score lines down as well so i think if they you know if you keep your opposition below 150 points below 100 points below 90 80 70 it incrementally reduces the amount of money for the other team and for the team that's kept lower but the team that gets the winning score it actually raises there so it kind of almost chips off one side's charity prize and brings it to the winning team that way for the lower you keep their score line down something yeah. something like that they need to, they need to do something yeah and yeah, I mean, I imagine they're already looking at next year's and working out how they can change it, improve it. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, you know, obviously they brought in the Steph against um, Sabrina three-point thing. Great. That worked this year, but what, what happens next year? Yeah. You know I mean? How do you keep that fresh and... I mean, they made a belt for that as well, didn't they? Which they did, yeah, yeah, very. Um, I'm, boxing. I'm sure that's sure that's got pride of place on Steph's mantelpiece next to his <laughs> four rings and whatever but else he's do, got. Do you know what? I actually thought that that part of All Star Weekend was the best part of All Star Weekend. I thought it generated a lot of buzz for the WNBA, which is something that's necessary, mm. and I, I actually found it quite entertaining to watch. You know, they could see there was obviously a bit of chemistry between them. They were having a bit of fun about it, even leading up to it. Um, so I quite enjoyed that. And it, it felt new, even though it was pretty much just the same thing. Um, I suppose the only way that you could keep it fresh is the reigning three-point contest champion from the WNBA plays the reigning three-point contest winner from yeah. the NBA each year. <clears throat> yeah. And do it that way. And at least that way, it's not necessarily always going to be the same players, even though, you know, there's some chance. It's not yeah. guaranteed. But I did actually think that that was quite good. Um, and also to push back on the slam dunk thing as well, that you were saying that, you know, how many slam dunks are left. Well, all you need to do is, you know, YouTube or Google um, street ball slam dunk. And you can see there are amazing dunks out there that have never been done in an NBA slam dunk competition. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, because they can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, 
Or they're afraid to take the risk in case they can't manage it. Like LeBron not entering it in the first place. Yeah, but yet he'll do it in the warm-up lines or he'll do it in an empty gym the week before. Yeah. Anyway, (laughs) Uh, enough All-Star talk. Let's go on to some Bulls talk. Yes. Now, anybody who follows us on Twix will notice that over the weekend I decided to put out to get people's opinion some polls on player grades for the Bulls roster so far this season. Mm-hmm. Um I did it in alphabetical order and that's what we're gonna do now is give our own grades quickly and obviously I guess a little bit about each player. But obviously first one up was Javon Carter. Now the grade he got on the poll was a D. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, to be fair, I don't think we've spoke about Javon that much, and there's maybe a reason for it because my grade is a D. Yep, mine too. Um, I, it's just it's just not been the player we thought we were getting, has he? No, he you know, hasn't. He's had he's shown moments of it. I mean, I have also just put out a post tonight of uh, our current bull of the game standings and he has actually got one mm-hmm. so that's what i mean he has shown moments of it and we thought we were getting this pull-up shooter in you know in transition and stuff like that and a, a, a dog on defense and yeah he'll shoot the three but what's happened to his accuracy <laughs> i know. You know it's gone it's you know, and you're kind of wanting him to check in and be that guy off the bench that's going to come in and put up maybe four, five threes, hitting two or three of them. Mm-hmm. And we're not getting that. And I think he's just too small, isn't he? I know Billy likes his small lineups, but he does. You know, it's just, yeah, to me, it's just it's not working. And he's one person that, if, I mean, was he got another two years after this as well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll be. Quite... What height is he? Six one, is he? Uh, I'm not sure. To be fair, I think so. Talk amongst yourselves. I mean, I mean, obviously, he's seems like a, a genuine guy. He's happy to be in Chicago, obviously back home and stuff like that. But it's how he gets you so far, doesn't it? Do you know what I mean? The, yeah. I think the fans have already lost the patience with him, and he's just. Yeah, to me, he's just taking up a roster spot and a bit of salary cap that we could maybe use elsewhere at the minute. Yeah. Um. But six foot one. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I don't, I don't think that quite makes him the smallest in the league, or he's probably on par with to be the smallest, isn't he? But. You must be close. It's just, yeah. I mean, it, like I say, it's just show the odd moment where you do see that, you know, that defensive game coming out where he's in the player's jersey, he's got his hands in the passing lane or whatever, but maybe it's because it's too few and far between with Billy actually giving him minutes. Maybe, because yeah. At the start of the season, we were saying, oh, Javon, you're hot from three take a seat and did that have yeah. an impact on him so yeah um 
I've got no else on him. Don't know if you have. Nope. So next one up was Alex Caruso, and the grade he got on Twitter was A. Mm-hmm. Now, for me personally, I would say you couldn't on Twitter, but I'll give him A minus. Yeah, I'd agree. You know, he's to me, he's up there as maybe one of our top three players this season. Yep. You know, you, you know what you're going to get defensively, and as you rightly sort of claimed at the start of the season, if he could improve his offensive game, which he has, mm-hmm. you're getting a completely different player because he's managed to keep his defensive sort of mindset and skill and stuff like that. And he's a genuine three-point threat now. He is. Not in high high amounts, granted, but we don't want to see him taking you know, 10 three-pointers a game, do you know what no. I mean? The five, six that he's taking and hitting two or three of them, a lot of the time the the game-turning moments, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. in big moments as well. So, And like I say, you know, you know what you're getting with him. Unfortunately, you always have that fear with him as well of uh, yeah. he's going to get hurt and he's been held together by duct tape. So, <laughs> you know, yeah, I've got nothing else on him. Like I say, you know what you're getting. So. Yeah, I, I completely agree with everything you said. Um, again, same as I would go A-. minus. Um, he's been phenomenal. Uh as always, he's had some spells where he's injured. Um, he has a lot of spells where he's on the cusp of getting injured. But that that's part and parcel of, of what comes with him as he plays, you know, as, as is now the phrase coined by Casey Johnson, he's uh, general mayhem. Yeah. And that's exactly what you expect out of him. He creates general mayhem on the floor. And, uh, yeah, he's been brilliant. He's been a threat from three. He's been a threat attacking the rim even this season he's been quite an impressive attacking the rim both finishing um under the rim and finishing above the rim um very entertaining to watch uh, and hopefully he keeps going and doesn't pick up any more injuries between now and the end of the season yeah uh obviously next up was tory craig and mm-hmm. the grade he got on twitter was a b mm-hmm. and that's what i'm giving him as well yeah i think i gave him c plus b minus um kind of somewhere in between and the main reason for that was because of the fact that he was missing for such a large chunk of the season but that's purely it really I mean when when he's been on the floor he's been decisive he's been aggressive um, and game-changing in some instances he's he's almost like a a a taller Alex Caruso at times the way he gets stuck in and, and involved yeah 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 and obviously you see him with his chase down blocks and stuff like that all the time and like you say he can he can hit a three when we need him yeah he misses a lot but in to me the reason why i give him a b is obviously i like what i see on the court but that time when he was out injured again he was like caruso when he's not playing he was coaching the younger players up yeah. he was he was there hyping him up. He was, you know, you could hear him shouting out defensive instructions and stuff like that. And I think he's just been a generally a great teammate since he's he's been there. And yeah, uh, hopefully 
we see him now for the rest of the season, this next 27 mm -hmm. games. And, you know, I had him down to be our unsung hero at the start. And hopefully, if he can do what he's done for the rest of the season, I think he could be still in with a shout for that, to be fair. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, next one was Demar Rosen. Now he's rating on Twitter, or was a B? And I've given him a B plus. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Purely because I think, I can't remember, I think it was Bullski Cast put one out asking for the same thing. And I said the same there. I can't remember what grade I give him, probably a B plus. But I said, we still, the thing with Damar is we're still seeing a lot of what we love about him. But we're also seeing a lot of what we hate about him. Yeah. And, you know, he can single-handedly win us a game. Unfortunately, he can play a massive part in us not winning a game by going ISO and stuff like that. He can still put up 20-odd points. You know, there's not many, what is he now, 34? Not many 34-year-olds in the league that are putting up the amount of points that he can put up on a regular basis. We've seen him start facilitating a bit more. We've seen his defensive game improve a bit more. So, yeah. although we both kind of wanted to see him moved at the trade deadline, I'm not that bothered about the fact that he's still on the team either. Yeah, that's fair. You know, I'm not to say I want to see him back, but at the same time, I wouldn't be sad to see him go, if that makes sense. It's... Yeah, I think. See, I, I've I gave him a B um, as well. Uh, I think I'd slide closer to a B minus than a B plus, but um, a straight B will do the trick. Um, I think. See, where I am at with Demar is, I really like him. Mm. Do you know? I really, really like Demar as a person, as a teammate. Um, I even like him as a player on this team. But I just think what he brings to this team on the floor, not off the court, on the floor, it's it's no longer conducive to us winning. Yeah. And that's my concern with DeMar DeRozan. And, yeah, I can see him sitting out the rest of his career in Chicago. So, do you know, I'm not going to start slating him to the point where I have to start turning around and saying I like him again. But I've never said I don't like him. What I have said is that I think his time with Chicago effectively has run its course. Um, but I think he's not going to go anywhere anyway. I think we're going to be with him and with him. Yeah. I mean, I've got something else I want to say about him in our next segment, which obviously okay. probably speed through anyway. But and obviously... If anyone hasn't seen it, he I think it's today that his dinners with Damar launches on YouTube on his YouTube channel, which I'm which, really looking forward to. By the way, yeah, yeah. I don't know what time it's dropping. May, may have already dropped. I don't know. Um, yeah. But yeah, that'll be good to watch, and I'm sure we'll probably maybe talk about it next week, or other people yeah. will as well. So yeah, uh, next player, Ayodusumu. Now, grade that he got on Twitter is an A. I've given him an A minus. Mm -hmm. um, slow start, but through January, you know, he was a 40, 50, 90 for the month, which no Bulls player's ever done. 
Um, and he's, we said at the start of the season we wanted to see him get back to rookie Demar, uh, rookie Demar, mm-hmm. rookie rookie Ayo. Um, but I think he's gone past that, and he's he's better than that now, and that's why. Yeah. You know, and the deal that he's on as well, you know, seven million or whatever it is yeah. for the year. Between him and Kobe, that's just yeah, you know, well, that's probably the best bit of business AK's done, is them mm-hmm. two re signings. And we've got IO on that deal for another well, two years after this as well. Yeah. You know, and I think he's only gonna get better. He looks a lot more controlled, he looks a lot more composed, mm-hmm. three point shots looking a lot better, you know. Yeah. Was it five, two games with five plus in a row that he's hit? Oh no, yep. he hit five only the last two games. Yeah, that's it. And he's starting to look like a game winner out there, which I think is important. You know, I mean, you you're kind of wanting him to be on the court now. Yeah. Rather than last year, we were kind of wanting him to take a seat. So. Yeah. Um. I. I same. I gave him a minus. Um. He has been far superior to his efforts last year, and he's really proven a lot of doubters wrong. Like, I mean, we said we hoped it was just a sophomore slump that he was in last season, and he's proven now that that is exactly what it was. He's increased exponentially as the season has gone forward. The one thing that we always said we loved about him was when he got out in transition, the speed at which he attacked the rim. But the problem was his finishing wasn't quite there. Well, it's certainly there now. Yeah. He's much more controlled. It's almost like even though he's still going the same speed, the rest of the game around him has started to slow down. He's making better decisions, better reads of the game. Still makes a few little mistakes here and there, but you know it's only his third year and he's still a young guy. I think the sky's the limit for him as he goes forward if he keeps to improve at this rate. And himself and Kobe going the way they're going together, it's very exciting to watch. Yeah. Uh, next one, Andre Drummond. Now, mm-hmm. he got a B on Twitter, and I give him a B as well. Yeah, me too. And I guess B for backup. <laughs> B <laughs> for know, Big Cat. Could... <laughs> or Big Penguin. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, love Drummond, love what he brings. Yeah. Don't think he's he could be a starter on this team every game. He can mm-hmm. start. We've seen mm-hmm. that. The Twin Towers lineup. Um, not saying it doesn't work, but it's very flawed. I think in its yeah, just due to the roster construction. You mm-hmm. know, there's nothing nothing that can come off the bench to help out. So you've then got to end up staggering it and stuff like that. But we've seen what Drummond can do, and we've seen what Drummond tries to do, not yes. can do, tries to do. And they're two completely different ends of the spectrum, aren't they? You know, and yeah. that's what makes him so good to watch, I think, you know, because he's entertaining. Yeah. And look, if he goes in the off season, it's a massive loss for us. Um we both did kind of expect him to be gone at the trade deadline, but yeah. You know, we've got him now for the rest of the season and, and he seems to like it in Chicago, which He does, he does. Who knows? He may opt to Resign. He might he might take a, a team friendly deal. Who knows? Depends on how oh. much he's enjoying it. So yeah. So yeah. B, B for uh, bring the chaos with Andre Drummond. 
exactly. Uh, next up, I mean, I don't think we'll spend a lot of time talking about this one, Zach Levine. He got a D in the poll on Twitter. I've given him a C minus. Um, I, I gave him a D. Yeah, I was going to, but I don't know. When he was on the court after his injury, you could kind of see that he was still there. That the mm-hmm. Zach that we wanted to was still there. I agree. And obviously, the reason why I couldn't give him any higher is because we just everything that's gone on with it, the injuries, the trade request, the way yeah. it's all played out. You know, what I mean, it's chances are we don't give him any kind of grading next season because hopefully he's gone. Yeah. Well, I suppose whether it's his fault or whether it isn't his fault, Zach Levine absolutely scuppered our season. Yeah. Do you know? And that's what he's going to be remembered for this year, yeah. regardless of the intricities that go with that. The fact of the matter is everyone's just going to be like, he fucked our season. Yeah. And that's the end of it. So I, I said I begrudgingly went D, but... It would be kind of like a high D plus, low C minus. Yeah. Just at the end of the day, we still know that there is a decent player in there. And, of course. And an exciting player to watch, but a flawed player. And at the minute, it just kind of feels like the separation is there, They live, but we're just living in separate rooms and he's kind of hanging around for the kids at the minute just to... <laughs> Get rid of that, you know, transition into single life, and yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's all going to come to blows in the off season. Hopefully, yes, we'll be living in different houses. Um, next one up, <laughs> Julian Phillips. Now, obviously, you know, minimal minutes mm-hmm. for him. He got a a C on Twitter, and that's what I've gone with as well. Um. Love the potential that he's got. Love watching him play. But you can still see the rookie side of him. You know, the last few yeah. games where he's come in, I think he's, he's been putting up like Tony Snell slash Ayodazumu numbers of zero, 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 zero. And I don't think that's on him. I think it's just the fact that the games may be a little bit at times too fast for him yeah too you know and he needs to i mean we've seen what he can do the blocks the the putbacks the you know whatever else it is he's doing so there to me there is a good player in there and like i said he i mean there's an article on uh, crediuk.com uh, that i put on where i graded my sort of the young core in how I was excited about him, and he was, I think he was fourth on it, mm-hmm. you know. So, um, I do like him, I just don't think we've seen enough of him yet. And what we have seen is very rookie, shall we say. But he's put out some amazing highlights, too. Yeah, he's an absolute highlight reel of a player, yeah, he is. and that's only going to get better and more exciting to watch as well. Yeah, put him in the slam dunk contest. Tell you, he wouldn't be a bad competitor in the slam dunk competition. I wouldn't mind seeing him having a go at it. But then I suppose we know who who JPIP is and 
if you were to say Julian Phillips of the Chicago Bulls to most other teams around the league, they're probably going to go who? So it's still not it's still not the caliber of player that we need to start seeing entering the slam dunk competition to revive it. Yeah, but it's only like Jeremy Toppin or whatever his name is, Obi's yeah. brother. Yeah. Who's he? <laughs> He's like yeah. his brother. Yeah. Well, yeah. Uh, but we could always just pull a G League player back for one day only to do the slam dunk competition and then let them disappear into the night with the championship again. Win it two years in a row. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, um, By the way, yeah. on that, just a quick moment on Mac, Mac McClung, Chicago Bulls legend, um, on his <laughs> on his uh, slam dunk, yeah, two minutes of fame with the Bulls and two minutes of fame in the slam dunk competition. I don't think there was enough love given to his release and regather dunk. That was fully intentional. And I don't think that's been done in, in the slam dunk competition before. And it got practically zero love for what he did. And I thought it was actually very, very good. Now, I'll step down off my soapbox. <laughs> um, yeah, so what grade did you give J-Pip? Uh, I gave him a C. I'm only making notes for when we do it at the end of the year as well. Oh, so yeah, okay. I'm actually C. going through the Twitter poll as I'm talking to you so I can see what I put down. <laughs> um, obviously, next up. Terry Taylor. Now, the reason he got in is because I think he's played 18 games or played in 18 games so far this season. Um, so he met that threshold that I'd made up in my own head. Um, now, on the Twitter poll, I think he got a C and that's what I've given him as well. I think any higher would have been too generous. Any lower is a bit disrespectful to him. Because it's not his fault that he's been played the way that Billy plays him. But when he has come in, I think he's been solid. Even yeah. as a small ball, five. Very small ball, five. Very small um, <laughs> But he did his job. He's out there to rebound and that's pretty much it. That you know, yeah. That's what he, he made a name for himself in the G League last year has been a rebounder. He come put the points up as well if given the opportunity um you know but you, you come into space the minutes didn't he and grab a few boards and that was it he, he did it yeah i would like to see him get a few more minutes to be honest especially when we've been struggling in his natural position of the four and we've decided not to play him at the four but it's billy donovan in it so yeah play Alex in the four instead yeah because why not <laughs> why not so, yeah so I gave him a D um but kind of similar to what you said I said yeah we see before you call me disrespectful let me finish what I wrote <laughs> I did say it's not entirely his fault that I gave him a D uh not played many minutes and what he has had has been out of position but he's done a pretty good job even when outsized so it's a high d so it's a d plus a big d big d you're giving terry taylor the big d if that's the way you want to have it <laughs> <laughs> not me handing it to him um yeah Moving next on. one <laughs> dale and terry um twitter poll you got a c and i've given him a c plus yeah um 
I gave him a C as well, I think. I can't see straight C. It, yeah, straight C. Straight C. Yeah, no, I mean, I love Dylan. I've done since he got here. And I think his injury just come at the wrong time for him because yeah. he was really starting to get a bit of momentum going. I mean, obviously, the way he plays the game led to how he got the injury, really, didn't it? Because he was just going all guns out and stood on whoever it was, ankle or foot, rolled his own ankle. Mm-hmm. You know, and his numbers don't exactly jump off the paper at you, what he's putting up. But the one stat that I have noticed with him is in he played 38 games last season and he's played 35 games so far this season and his minutes have just gone through the roof yeah. for him. You know, which considering that a lot of Bulls Nation wanted him in China at the start of the season, you know, he's show him up. You know, he's, he can, he's showing that he can hit a three occasionally. He can airball yep. a three more occasionally. But he's willing to shoot. And once he's shot, he was willing to chase it. So if he does miss yes. it, he regathers it and posters Jill and Suggs, whoever it was that he did in the Magic game. Is probably one of our best defensive players for somebody mm-hmm. who's so young. You know, we've seen it in the Sixers game where he pushed Alex Caruso into position, stuff like that. You know, so there, to me, there's a, a really good player in there. We've just got to be patient, and I think a lot of it's let him figure it out himself. Mm-hmm. Really, when the game slows down for him a bit more, and he realizes he hasn't got to go 100 mile an hour with everything, you know, just slow it down. And it's kind of like a bit like Drummond, isn't it? Embrace the chaos when he comes on. Yeah. We kind of need to lower that chaos, I think, with Dylan. And then to me, we've got a good guard slash wing, depending where you want to play. Yeah, definitely. I I like Dylan a lot. Um, I find it impossible not to like him. He's just such a a lovable character. Um, Still fundamentally flawed, as you say. But getting better. And, you know, it's it's not that long ago that we were, and I say we, as in Bulls Nation, ready to write off um, Kobe. And it's only last year people were writing off Io. So give Dalen a chance and hopefully he'll come through as well. Because at yeah. the end of the day, what we need is this young, cheaper talent to start yeah. coming through or else we're, we're never going to build a team. Yeah, exactly. Uh, next player, Vooch. Now, Twitter, give him a C. I'll give him a C plus. Ooh. I would okay. give him an F for frustrating, but the poll didn't go that far down. And <laughs> um, I mean, I think we've spoke about Vooch enough this year to for people to know where my head is at with him. And it, to be fair, it's where it's always been at with him. And if anything, it's probably even worse this year because the amount of little hook shots he's missing and his little bunny shots around the rim that he's missing. And that's not even to mention the three-point shots that he's missing. Do you know what I mean? It's just... 
and he's a liability on defence. But he still gets the double doubles. Mm-hmm. Probably the laziest double doubles any NBA player ever gets. But probably he gets them, and. We saw when he went out with his injury that Drummond could step up for so much. But we also saw we missed him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm off the Vooch train, but I'm not completely over Vooch. I may say it every so often on Twitter, get him off the team or whatever, but that's just my frustration coming out. <laughs> well, I think... Me being on the Vooch train, um, it may have derailed because I did give him a D. Um, and it's purely because everything that I've always credited Vooch with, um, catching the bunnies, spacing the floor, hitting threes when we need him to, making the hockey passes, he hasn't really been doing any of that this year. And... As far as I'm concerned, the double-doubles can take a run and jump if they're not being changed into winning games. And, you know, that's just the stat line. It's like you've said before, the only stat that matters is winning. And for me, Vooch hasn't been affecting the team in that way this year, whereas he would have done in the past. I don't think we're getting the best Vooch, the best version of Vooch this season. And it's hurting us. And only for the fact that Drummond is there kind of to assist him in his position um, and he's had a better season than he had last year. I think we'd see a real gap at the five only for the fact that it's been slightly, you know, the the the, the lines are being blurred slightly by, uh, by Dre. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's Vooch. <laughs> um, next one up. Kobe, mother freaking white. Aye. Now, Twitter has given him an A, and that's what I've given him as well. Me too. Purely because, for me, everybody can always be better, which is why he didn't get an A+. Plus. Um, okay. And I think by the end of the season, I probably will end up giving him that A+. Plus because I think he can be better. I don't then, disagree with that. <laughs> you know, so as I've said in the last couple of pods, what he's done has been amazing for Bulls. But in comparison to the rest of the NBA, it's doesn't stand out. And I think that's just purely because it's, he's done it out of Bulls. If he'd have been doing it at Milwaukee, I don't know, uh, Indiana, wherever. Teams that are pushing for the playoffs, the rest of the M- I know the rest of the NBA are, are starting to take note of it now. Mm-hmm. But I think they'd have took note sooner had he been a better team, a winning team, shall we say. Mm-hmm. But Scotty Barnes got to the All-Star game. And, yeah. Not going back over that. So, yeah, is an A for me. Um, but I, I love Kobe, love what he's done, and love where he's taking this team. 
Yeah, um, one hundred percent agree with you. Uh, an A from me as well. I think Kobe White has been um, our SOS. He saved our season. Um, he's made it entertaining to watch. His his ascendance has been what's kept me really, really entertained and intrigued with this team. Even though the rest of the room might have been on fire at times, he's standing there in the middle, covered in ice cubes as Sub Zero, keeping me interested. So yeah, no. Kobe for me is is the outstanding feature for this entire season for the Chicago Bulls team. Yeah. Side note on the uh, bull of the game list I've put out, he is mm. winning with nine. Yeah, I think the next so, closest to him is four. Is it? Uh, five, five from Drummond. Which. Drummond. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, and the last player, your guy, Mister Patrick P. Will Williams. Yes. Twitter has given him a C. I mean, I think that poll's still ongoing anyway, so, but I think it was quite high rating for C. Uh, and that's what I've given him as well. Me too. Purely because I liked what we were seeing from him. Yeah. But there was still passive P there from time to time. And yeah. then the injuries just completely derailed it, I think. You know, hopefully, I mean, I don't think he's going to play against Boston, but he's out of his boot, as you mentioned to me earlier today or yesterday, whenever it was. Yeah. Um, obviously, they've got to try and ramp him back up. So hopefully next week, possibly see him back on the court. Hopefully. But I'm not hopefully. expecting too much because yeah, it's P-Will. Unless they're hiding something from us, I'm just going to ignore that. Unless they're hiding something from us, um, he should at least return this season. It doesn't look like it's going to be season ending anyway. Um, I think P. Will, and this is coming from a big P. Will supporter, as you say, P. Will has still got a lot to prove. He's still got a lot to show people. Um, I'm still very much backing him. I'm still very much in his corner. Uh, the injury has done him absolutely no favours and he kind of started to sulk back into that passive P position when Zach was back, you know, which kind of lands in with what we've talked about in the past. And the fact that Zach is gone now for the remainder of the season, this would kind of be Pat's time to show is that a factor or not? And we're not getting to see that right now because he's also sitting down on the sideline. So hopefully yeah. he'll come back and prove me right and you and mostly everybody else wrong. I hope he does. I've always said yeah. that with people. I really do yeah. hope he proves me wrong. So, um, yeah, that's it for the grades. We will give them out again and put the polls out again at the end of the season. And that's obviously where we start to give out our awards and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, now, we were going to do what do we want to see out of the break or our final push expectations. Uh, we'll quickly go over it. I don't think we can spend as much time on it now because fucking all-star game. We've gone long. Yeah. yeah. Um, so basically, a couple of things that I want to see is competitiveness. No. I okay. don't want to... Define competitiveness. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um now, obviously, the first thing we're going to see is the buyout market. Yeah. I don't want to see us go into the buyout market. 
is going to happen. Yeah. And the re reason why I say it is because I don't think there's anybody out there that makes a massive difference to how Bulls finish the season. No. You know, we're going to either get a Tristan Thompson or a Pat Bev. Somebody that's going to come in and take whoever else. Do you know what I mean? And that's what I want to see is I want to see these players develop. They've been in a position all year where they've been trusted to get minutes. So yeah. why not give them more minutes and just see how they go? And I know we've got the empty roster spot. We've got obviously Zach out injured, Lonzo out injured. So we are very short benched at times. But Billy only use plays a short bench anyway. Yeah. And when he doesn't want to, use the two-way guys. Let's see what we've got in Bitim and Sonogo. You know, yeah. at the end of the day, what we're doing at the minute is enough to be in the playing. All right, you kind of want to be the seventh or eighth seed. We're not going to get the sixth seed. <laughs> not this stage. No, I don't think anyway. So, yeah, maybe push for that seventh or eighth. But this team has has got us there or thereabouts, so just keep going with it. You know, they're being competitive in games. <laughs> you know, so and obviously I mentioned De, uh, Demar before, and what I want to see is what we saw in the Cleveland game. I want to see Kobe get more last shots. Yeah. Now. Obviously, the reason why I didn't talk about it then is because I was going to talk about it now. So just quickly, obviously, we saw that last play drawn up where if Kobe did hit it, it took it to overtime. Obviously, Kobe didn't hit it. It rimmed out and we lost by three points. But that was good for Kobe because he's, he's good, he hopefully learned from it. I put out that obviously picture with the Michael Jordan quote obviously saying it was from Kobe, but obviously it wasn't. And I just thought that was, it was relevant to that. You know what I mean? Because the only way Kobe learns and learns to hit them shots is by taking them shots. Yeah. And the only way he takes them shots is by being trusted by Billy, trusting himself more than anything. Yeah. And being trusted by the likes of Demar to take the last shot. Yep. So that's something else. I mean, you know, if we're going to be competitive in games, as we have been, and get to a point where we're constantly in these clutch games, the ball's got to be given to Kobe now for that last shot. Or at least to be involved in the last play. Don't necessarily have to take the last shot, as I've said before, but let Kobe dictate what's going to happen. Right, he's the point guard, after all. Exactly. So they're my main, sort of, what I want to see. And obviously, I want to see us win. Yeah, um, definitely. I, I'd I'd like to stay above five hundred. Obviously, we're not gonna or we're not likely to get to five hundred by the end of the season on our overall record. But I'd like to see us remain uh, above five hundred for the next twenty-seven games. Um, I don't think that's asking too much. And we've been above five hundred now since Christmas, anyway. I think is um, as a team. And let's keep let's keep that going. Um, if we'd started the season the way we played through the middle of the season and now towards the end of the season, who knows where we'd be. So uh, let, let's hope that that continues and that we don't fall back into more like the way we started the season. 
yeah. I mean, what are we at the minute? Three games under in, this, yeah. in the, the overall record. And I guess, well, I mean, unless you've got any more, what you want to see, onto the what we will see, should we say? Um, I just, I just want like, I, I want to see what I think is competitive out of this team. And what I think is competitive out of this team is to go out and try and win every single one of the next 27 games yeah. and try and climb the table as far as they can and make an impact and try and turn this around a little bit. But then I don't think that what I think is competitive <laughs> is what AK is set out as being competitive for this team. So no. it's kind of irrelevant, what I think, right? Yeah. So, yeah, like I say, what we are going to see out of the break is Bulls taking on the Boston Celtics. Yes. Followed by Pelicans. Right. Now, getting one of the, well, obviously the best team in the league, followed by one of the informed teams in the West. Um, hopefully the break has switched that and they don't come out like that themselves, but... Yeah, Celtics, uh, next game, Thursday, well, Friday morning for us. Um, yeah. I mean, they turned our season around last time because they absolutely embarrassed us and mm -hmm. we then started to pick up some wins. Uh, let's hope they don't turn it back the other way. But yeah. <laughs> at, I'd rather not take an embarrassment, embarrassing loss as well. I'd rather they can just yeah. turn it on without it. I mean, um, I'm going to say it's an L and we dropped to 400, uh, four below 500, should I say. Um, hopefully it's a competitive loss though. <laughs> um, yeah, all right. Uh, I... I... I'm leaning towards a, a loss as well, but just to keep it colourful, I'm going to say a win. Well, once again, I hope I am proved wrong. And then we've got Pelicans on, I think it's Sunday, um, where it's midnight, sort of Sunday, Monday, however you want to word it, tip for us. <sighs> yeah, I've just told you about March's schedule and it's grim, isn't it? <laughs> so, it is. Um, it's... Yeah, time wise, I mean, not game wise, and game wise, but yeah, Pelicans, um, they're on a three game win streak, currently sitting sixth in the West. I don't know who they're playing before the players out of the break, but we haven't done too well against them of late either, have we? In pre season and lost to at the start of the season, didn't we? I think, yeah, and, and Zion had quite a game against us. Oh, yeah, because that was when he ran through Kobe and Kobe decided to stop taking charges for a while after that. Yeah, because I'd say that one hurt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, I'm going to... Two L's for me. And we end up yeah. five below 500. Yeah, okay. I'm, I'm going to be Mr. Positive then and, and say we take two dubs. And we end up one below 500. Yeah. And then we go on a losing streak, <laughs> but we get that well, close first. <laughs> well, yeah, because we've got Pistons after that, so why not? <laughs> you know, yeah. win them three games, finishing off with Pistons, and we're at five hundred just in time to face Cavs. There you go. So yeah, <laughs> it's 
it's either going to be one hell of a losing streak or a bit of a positive winning streak, maybe. Yeah. 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 But yeah, um, obviously we have gone on a little bit longer than we anticipated, but you know we haven't spoke for a week and we've got a lot to get <laughs> off our chests. So, <laughs> um, so yeah, as always, thanks for listening. Uh, we will be back at some point next week, I'd imagine. Um, once we've worked out where we are, who we are, where bulls are, <laughs> all that usual stuff. And uh, as usual, I've been Matt. You can find me on Twitter at MattCRedUK. And you can find us on all the socials at CRedUK. And you'll find me on Twitter at NeilCRedUK. On behalf of both Matt and myself and the Fans First Sports Network, thanks once again to everyone for tuning in. From us, from us both, do remember, it's a Chicago Bulls thing wherever you are in the world. And until next time, see red people and go Bulls.